You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. sure you've got a, you've had a good uh, front row seat to uh, all of the uh, theatrics lately yeah uh, paul like we were discussing uh, i'm not going to get in between two hillbillies fighting uh, from west virginia that's that's a no-win situation <laughs> i'm not sure i'm going to recover from that gentlemen I give you Scott Woodward, who was the athletics director at LSU and was at Texas A&M. Finally, in all of this back and forth, and all of this bad-mouthing, and apologizing and not apologizing, there is a calm, cool, collective sense of humor involved in all of this. And I really think that's over. Do you? Chris Walsh is with us, too. Here's Lars Anderson. Lars, I loved this. Absolutely made me think. Somebody put some levity into this. Definition of hillbilly. (laughs) An unsophisticated country person associated originally with the remote regions of the Appalachians. 
which is West Virginia, which is, does it say C. Jethro Bodine? <laughs> yes. Uh, um, yeah. Chris, uh, welcome into the show, man. What do you think? Are you a hillbilly? Uh, I'm not from, no, I'm just not going to go there. Um, <laughs> the, the, thing about, the thing about that quote is um, somebody, somebody used that years ago. I, it, it was probably Jimbo. Um, when he was actually talking up Saban, and he was like, you know, hey, not too bad for a couple of hillbillies from from West Virginia, huh? Kind of thing. So I thought it was kind of funny that he played off that that quote from years and years ago. And um, it's, you know, who knows what's going on with these two? It's they, they've had kind of a, a unique uh, relationship for years and years and years. And you know, as I say, they'll just settle it on the football. Field. Chris, have you had a chance to dig into that relationship? And, uh, you know, we heard from, I think it was Kirby Smart, who said, well, if you guys think this is bad, you should have heard them bickering over the headsets, you know, when uh, they were coaching on the same staffs together. Um, have you sensed or, or, or does has your reporting informed uh, that uh, there is a serious rift between these two? Um, well, we we did some on Bama Central last week. Uh, it was my notes column, and I went and dug up um, an interview that I did with Marcus Spears years ago when um, Alabama was going to play Florida State. And he told me, he, he gave me some very telling quotes slash stories about how, I mean, they would just go at each other during practices. And there was one in particular where... Um, you know, Nick likes everything very, very scripted um, for practices, and Jimbo got sick and tired of seeing his offensive players getting stuffed over and over because the defense knew what was coming kind of thing. And so he he ad-libbed in practice, and it would drive Saban absolutely nuts. And you would see the two of them screaming at each other on the sideline. They've always kind of had this, you know, um, push-and-shove relationship over the years dating back to when they were on the same coaching staff together. And the, the thing is, is at the, you know, the bottom line with, the, with them has always been there's, there's this healthy respect between the two of them. And for years there was a lot of talk um, in, in Tuscaloosa that, you know, if Nick, Nick were suddenly to step down, who's the guy that he's going to want to follow him? And, and Jimbo's always been the guy that, you know, the talk was that, was his offensive counterpart the most like him in that respect? So, uh, I mean that 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 went by the wayside when Jimbo got that huge contract at Texas A and M. There was just there was just no way. But um, I think I think deep down there's still a healthy respect between the two of them, and at some point they will they will uh, be buddy buddy again because I mean this is just I don't want to say it's powerful for the course. It's just we haven't seen it out in the open like this. Um, quite this way. Chris Walsh is with us, and we appreciate him joining us. He's from the uh, Sports Illustrated Bama Central, which uh, operates out of Tuscaloosa. Give it a good look online. Uh, give us the specs on that real quick. Well, that's tough to say. <laughs> real quick, Chris. Let's all say it together. Real quick, question. Thank you. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bama Central, your Sports Illustrated home for all things Crimson Tide, and um, 
We are uh, continuing our summer Rolly Spotlight series right now with a look at all the guys who are just um, have just arrived on campus now. Have to use past tense on that because uh, they all got here last weekend. And on top of that, uh, you know, we're, we've been wrapping up the spring meetings. And, uh, Nick is actually doing his golf outing today, so we're going to have a report on that. Uh, the Knicks Kids um, annual fundraiser in Birmingham. Uh, lots of stuff. I mean, it's even though it's June, um, we we don't slow down. Yeah, he's at that old old Overton. He's playing out there. Boy, I'd love mm-hmm. to be out there in ninety five degree heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's it's warm Boy, today. It's, yeah, it's gotten smoky here in June. But anyway, it's hey gonna, guys, it's going to be a hot summer. Oh, it's always summer. it's always a hot oh, yeah. summer. What am I saying? Yeah, in but Alabama? you know, last year seemed a little bit down because we didn't. You know, there's some summers, and I've spent some in in Tuscaloosa were the hottest ever when I was going to summer school there. It hit 112 days in a row. One day we were oh my 105. Uh, wow! The only thing good about that is it's summer. You're going to summer school, and there are coeds on campus. So, and I will leave it at that. Now, Chris, we haven't had a chance to talk to you uh, since uh, Coach Saban made those comments uh, two weeks ago when he was talking to local business leaders here in Birmingham. Um, You know, he he said that Texas A&M, quote, bought every player in its uh, top ranked recruiting class with name, image and likeness deals. What was your immediate reaction? Do you and. And what is your analysis? Is this Nick Saban doesn't make mistakes? Look, and he knew there was media in the room. There were cameras there. There were reporters there, and he understood that. He understood that these remarks were going to get out. Do, do you think that uh, he genuinely uh, is, is regrets calling out Texas A&M by name, or was this part of a greater calculation to really get this issue of these collectives uh, out in the forefront? I think it's a little bit of both. And we've been seeing say, a, a frustrated Saban for months now, uh, especially when it comes to this name, image, and likeness stuff, the collectives that are going on. And, it, you know, part of his frustration, I, I mean, Alabama had a law that was in place that was kind of hindering Alabama's recruiting, and they had to get rid of the law. And so that was that was part of it. Um, the collective thing, I mean, he's sitting there saying all, all through the offseason, you know, is this really what we want kind of thing? And I've heard this before. It's, it's, when he gets frustrated, he starts saying, is this what we really want? And then at some point, you just see him say, all right, that's it. You know, we're going to just do it better than anyone else. And there are tons of examples of that over the years, you know, going back to even the Saban rule about, you know, um, banning coaches from being on high school campuses during the off season. They did it to try to slow down Saban because he was out working everyone. And he just, he was like, okay, we're going to do video conference calls, which, you know, isn't mm-hmm. as good, but it, you know, he was doing zoom before any of us had even heard of zoom. Um, and, but those are, you know, it's, these are examples like the, um, the, the no huddle stuff and, and so forth. And then he gets Lane, brings in Lane Kiffin. They now arguably have the most prolific offense in all of college football. This, to me, the, above anything and everything else, was a warning to college football, saying either either straighten it out or we're gonna we're gonna make the left turn. We're gonna do it better than anyone else. And um, that's kind of how he gets when 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 he gets really really frustrated right before he 
he sort of, for lack of a better term, breaks and says, you know, that we're going to change. Um, it's this, you, you kind of see this, you know, he gets frustrated, maybe goes a little too far. He definitely went a little too far, I think, in this example. And that's where I say he would probably like to take back maybe one line, maybe two lines, but um, maybe right. reward them a little bit differently. So a little of both. I'll say this, Matt. There's just not as much corporate money in Alabama no. as there is in Texas, in Florida, California. In, in California, and, and so you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be a way out. I, I don't know if like there's a Lane Kiffin answer, Chris. Well, I, do you understand? Back it up. Yeah. How yeah. Do you back. I, I don't know, but I, I'll well, tell you who had a really, really great observation, and that's Bruce Pearl. Auburn's basketball coach, and we're going to talk about that after this break. And a reminder that we are being presented by Top Golf and driven by Sunny King Ford. You need a vehicle? Go see Sunny. You need to just have a great time with your family and friends. Go to Top Golf downtown, uptown Birmingham. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. The chance of scattered showers and a few strong thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine and not as humid, the high at 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Hi, this SEC meetings is uh, continues down in Destin, and we've had a lot of uh, comments come out of there with uh, the coaches and also some decisions being made about a number of issues. But uh, the biggest has been who's going to stay quiet uh, the longest when it comes to uh, some of the talking that's gone back and forth. They've actually done a pretty good job so far, but uh, I love that the, uh, we talked about Jimbo Fisher being the chairman of that. Chris Walsh joining us from BamaCentral.com. We're here live at AVX. Matt Colton, Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker, and we appreciate you joining us each and every day across the network as well as on Bama Insider Facebook Live and YouTube. But uh, you had the Bruce Pearl tease going into the break, but uh, give us more uh, comments about that. They were able to acquire the services of Jabari Smith nine months before NIL, and his point was quite simply, I don't think we'd ever gotten him. Hmm. Don't you? And everybody, I don't need to explain it to you, the paths that he's talking about. Somebody, well, Texas A&M may have stepped up and offered the kid a $4 million NIL. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're an 18-year-old kid coming out of rural Georgia, I guess it was, I know he's out of Georgia, and, and suddenly somebody says, okay, here's $4 million. Mm-hmm. Boom. Is he going to Auburn? No. I, I don't it, think so. I mean, I, I think Bruce Pearl hit it around the head, and I think that's what Lane Kiffin was saying the other day, was that, look, no matter the, the coach, the stadium, the fan base, it doesn't matter the tradition – all that stuff, and I'm paraphrasing and adding to that. Academics, uh, said, for goodness sake. Right, exactly. It's going to be about the money now. You know, where can I make the most money? And he even brought the point before that about Bryce Young, saying, look, you know, 
why did Bryce Young not just went to him that said about him yeah. getting the transfer portal? Yeah, said the best move he could have made was gotten to the transfer portal and, and said, okay, all bidders come. And you know, now now you have to weigh it out. Is the, you know is it about that or or if you're a talented player, do you go to the place where you know you're going to get developed? You're going to get to go through that process of getting to the next level where you're going to make the most money, but. You know, for guys who maybe are kind of teetering on, you know, being, you know, kind of a great player, not a great player, or I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it, it's it's going to continue to be a learning process, and the market will correct itself, hopefully, over time. And Coach Saban finally said what we've been saying forever, Chris, and that is the guardrails. There were no guardrails initially put up, Chris, about this in order to have some kind of governments, uh, governance around it in order to kind of protect uh, not only the athletes but the sport itself. Yeah, and trying to get that trying to get to the point where they can actually, you know, do something now, uh, it's going to be a lot tougher than people think because the second the NCAA does anything, you're going to see a whole bunch of lawsuits um, thrown in. And, 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 you know, from agents and, and um, people who are going to say, oh, well, you know, that's, we had it and now we don't. It's, it's the whole legality thing. is just going to be a complete mess. And, we're we're headed into I, you know, I don't even want to say turbulent waters. It's, it's it's much more than that. And granted, we don't know exactly the way this is all going to play out. They're going to try to put a cap on this. You know, it's it's going to get ugly. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, there there. Look, there there are lawyers all across the country just waiting, <laughs> just waiting to uh, to step in and say, "Look, these these schools or the NCA or or the athletic directors, whoever, whatever group tries to put limits on this, the 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 the, the legal argument will be that you are preventing uh, these young uh, men and women from uh, from capitalizing on their market value." It's a, I believe it's what antitrust. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm no lawyer, but uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I thought Jimbo, when he met with the media uh, yesterday, he did have a other than you know wanting to say we're moving on, moving on, moving on. What like twelve times? <laughs> uh, didn't want to. Didn't want to respond to uh, questions about his that crazy press conference he gave two weeks ago, and. Um, you know, and and to me, the most what I would have liked Jimbo to respond to Chris number one was the fact that he made an allegation that Nick Saban's cheating and has cheated for years, and for one coach to say that about another coach uh, uh, is uh, is taboo, right? It's to to say that publicly, and uh, he was asked about it. And hey, hey, what evidence do you have? And he said, "Not going to talk about it." <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, and then uh, he, but but what he did say is about uh, the NIL and the lack of uniformity regarding NIL laws. Is that he said the answer is there is no answer, uh, and, and he said we do ha- we have to have that uniform uniformity. And, uh, and he said, you know, instead of going ready, aim, shoot. We went ready, shoot, aim. <laughs> Very good line. And, uh, and and then Florida coach Billy Napier, he said, we're living in a land with no laws. But, Chris, the genie's out of the bottle. I'm just wondering, uh, just your, your opinion, what is going to be the ultimate resolution here? Or is there going to be one? 
they're probably going to have to get federal government involved. And let's face yeah. it, our federal government can't agree on what to have for lunch at this point um, between the two yeah. sides. And so it's they're going to be button heads for a while. They're going to be working it. You know, the one the one thing that's good about it, it, it in that respect is that there are colleges in every single state in this country. So um, there is there is a chance for hopefully some sort of uniformity, if you will, um, and a collective coming of the minds of, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Um, I, I just really wonder if it's possible to even do for the next few years and if, you know, the bigger schools just finally just say, you know what, the heck with this, and just leave the NCAA. I think it's a very real possibility. I think the latter, yeah, I agree. I think the latter is a big possibility. I think that's what they're moving towards. I think they want to gain leverage through this. Um, also, too, I, I, the players are gaining more leverage. The coaches had all the leverage for, before where they could keep a player. Now they've, you know, they, they could say, okay, well, if you're going to transfer, you got to sit out a year. Uh, that's going to take a year out of, you know, I think it used to take a year out of their eligibility, actually. I don't even know if they got the eligibility year back. Uh, if they decided to transfer, maybe they did. Uh, but I think years ago you didn't. Uh, now it, it's about – you know the players wanting things before they get there. It's about players. I mean, it's it's in the it's in that wild wild west we always talked about that may be out there that now is legal. That um, and, and and that's what I think Coach Saban and other coaches are pushing back on, saying, look, once they get on campus, once they sign the letter of intent, once they are signed to the, to a university, now let that NIL stuff begin. The problem is they don't want the boosters and other companies out there in these cities saying, look, you know, we'll give you fifty thousand dollars a year if you come and play for our particular university. And that's what's happening, and a lot of that's happening with these collectives. Because how do you how do you guard against that? If you Alabama, can't stop the collectives. That's either. right. So if I the, mean, they're if, already formed. Right, and even if you're if you're being recruited and Texas has a collective of 50 grand per, per player, when a kid gets on campus or even hears about it, I mean, how do you not hear about that? Well, they're paying you 50 grand at Texas. They're paying you 40 grand at A&M. They're paying you 20 at Alabama. Where are you going to go? If, if you're, you're a gonna kid, go, you're going to go to Texas, right? Yeah. If you peel so, the sun in <laughs> all the way back, okay, and this is, in my opinion, this is the genre of what Saban and Fisher were going back and forth about. Texas has their rules. Alabama has their rules. Texas allow more. Nick Saban doesn't like that. Am I breaking this down pretty simple? Well, and the legislators move and, and, and slower so, here. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's but, state but also, can make their own rules. So. You're going to have to ask for federal assistance, or there has to be there's got to be a cap. The NCAA has got to regroup itself, and and I don't think they'll do that because, like you said, they'll get sued every day. Yeah, and I agree with you, Chris. It's going to take federal legislation, and and I think you just have to put a cap on what these collectives can pay out, so there is a level playing field. But again, it's going to get caught up with lawyers. But Texas already has their cap, and it's higher than everyone else's. Yeah, so you're going to tell them they more, have to lower them? There's more, there's more resources. <laughs> right. Well, and I don't mind the collectives because I think that gives it a little bit more of a across the board. But I agree with you. Cap it out to this is what maybe you give a freshman, and this is what you give a yeah. sophomore, this is what you give a junior that's there. Reward them for being there. And then a senior, maybe it's uncapped, that they can go out and do whatever. But the NIL still stays with the, with the players. So whatever you make on your own, your camps, your speaking engagements, um, you know, whatever that you are able to accomplish on your own. But what's happened is the universities were not supposed to be involved in this. Boosters were not – it was supposed to be about the player using their name, image, and likeness. And somehow through the legislators and through the process, smart people and boosters realized 
we can create these collectives and get around it, Chris. And they did it. And 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 now, you know, and again, I don't mind them because I think it's great for all the players to get something if that's the way it's going to be, if there's a group that's willing to pay that. But, you know, how do you not create a competitive edge without there being some kind of cap that you can only give this amount with a kid coming in for the first year, kind of like you do in the NFL now with what they do with the rookies? Yeah, and I'll throw another um, wrench in, if you will. You know, with these with these collectives, you know, there's there's all this talk of oh, we're we're going to try to put you know, like you said, the genie back in the bottle. So, if you go too far, and the NCAA comes back later and says you went too far, we can punish you for that. Where do you, where do you draw that line? I mean, I have no idea, and I think the schools don't either. And that's what that's one of the you know huge things that they're trying to deal with right now. And there's just no end in sight to this stuff. Chris, how does the Alabama Collective work? Can you explain that to our listeners and, and viewers and, and just sort of give us a, the, the broad strokes of it? Um, well, Alabama's Collective is still relatively new. Uh, they, the school, for lack of a better term, did its due diligence. It went kind of slowly. It was like, let's, let's not go too far because, you know, it's, but you know, Alabama's had some some issues with the NCAA before. Didn't want to cross the line. Needed it, it wanted to try to figure out where the line was, and then it got to the point where it's like, well, we can't wait anymore. So it's the collective has been formed, but I don't feel like it's been totally unleashed, if you will. And I and I, I think just a part of that is because there's a feeling out process, and 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 look, I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of athletes made enough money. Last year, uh, supposedly Bryce Young is the number one NIL figure in the country. Uh, Montana Fouts did well. I mean, it's, I even heard a good thing about um, the gymnastics team. Everyone on the team signed an NIL deal. All they had to do was social media, and everyone on the team made something like $18,000 or something like that, if I remember right. Um, yeah, it, it's so it's right now Alabama's trying to do it on 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 the on the upper end it's it's you know they're trying to do it to the point where they know that they aren't crossing any lines that are going to come back to bite them later on whereas a lot of these other schools are um you know they don't have that problem they don't care they're seeing an opportunity going for it but yeah they're pushing the envelope yeah but it's it's more than anything it's really making the 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 playing field it's 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 more on level than ever before i i don't think there's any doubt about that and it's only going to get worse between the haves and the have-nots. All right, Chris Walsh, BamaCentral.com, is joining us. We'll get more about that and how you can connect to them and uh, follow all things Crimson Tide. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker. And as we continue, Josh Smith, our producer, you see him doing all the work on Bama Insider. Also, Jonathan and Joe down at Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station across the network and on Tide uh, Bama uh, Insider, whether it be uh, YouTube or their Facebook Live. Stay with us. We'll continue hour number one. You're on this Thursday edition. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we have to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O.
Harris from Outkick the Coverage this morning. A high school LSU fan somehow finds his way through security at SEC Media Days and tells you he'll give you $5,000 if you be the LSU coach. Can you tell us about that? He made an offer for me to retire. (laughs) Or come back to LSU, one or the other. But I think LSU has a good coach. They have a lot of good players, so we've had a lot of competitive games with them, and I'm sure there will be no different in the future when it comes to competition versus LSU. Guys, we're past on. He's... LSU fan offering Saban at SEC meetings $5,000 to not uh, come back as Alabama coach or to come back as LSU's coach. And uh, so he wanting him to uh, be out of the business or back at LSU as an LSU Tiger. Also, congratulations to Montana Faust. She makes that three times now All-American uh, list. So uh, congratulations to Montana Faust, an All-American once again and uh, second team, but uh, still an All-American and three-time All-American. So congratulations to her. Chris, I just uh, saw this story pop up on your website, Bama Central, uh, written by Tony uh, Suklas, one of my former students, who's excellent. He's really, really good. Uh, That's because he took your class. No, I have nothing to do with it. But uh, <laughs> it, it's about the, uh, the 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 enrollees who who are on campus now for summer. Uh, it's uh, the eleven high school signees, as well as uh, Louisville transfer receiver Tyler Harrell. And uh, Vanderbilt transfer offensive lineman uh, Tyler Steen, and this is kind of the the, the, the news out of this junior college tight end Miles Kitzelman, uh, and uh, according to uh, uh, Tony, that uh, Kitzelman he's six six two two hundred fifty pounds, and he played three games for Hutchinson Community College last season, caught two passes for sixteen yards and a touchdown. Um, Chris, were you aware that uh, he was even on the radar here? I don't think anybody had an, had an idea he was significantly on the radar, <laughs> especially since he was. I, I mean, I, we're probably talking about a four-string tight end. For, forgive me about that. Forgive me for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, could, is is possible for him to contribute? Yeah. Well, it's Alabama. They went and they added him way late um, after the fact. Uh, way after signing day, um, because it's just they're so short-handed already at tight end, and they need they needed somebody, and basically what it works out too. And this is a guy who, yeah, he ended up at a junior college, and he he had um, an injury last year, good size. Um, it's 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 a guy that they feel that that can definitely uh, contribute. Um, it, it you know here, I don't know about um, so much about immediately, but. Uh, Definitely, you know, within 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 a year or two, obviously, because you know, as a junior college player, it doesn't have much time. Saban usually only brings in junior college guys unless he feels that they can can at least challenge for um, a starting job uh, pretty quickly. So, for them to go out of the way to add somebody instead of say maybe taking another transfer um, is is kind of the key here that I think to focus on. They they like his potential. They like his size. And and what do you think um, the roles will be potentially for uh, Tyler Harrell, the Louisville transfer wide receiver, who um, uh, was really Louisville's best receiver last year, and then uh, Tyler Steen, uh, at, who has started 33 games at both tackle positions for Vandy over the last three years? Yeah, both both 
Kit will have a chance to come in and compete for starting jobs this fall. Uh, Steen, they are, uh, I, I, I think it's pretty obvious they're, they're hoping he's going to step in a left tackle because we didn't really see any movement, um, you know, between right and left tackle, um, during the spring. So it's, we're pretty sure that's where they're gearing him to, to take a look at from, from day one. As for Harold, I mean, this is a guy who can come in and contribute immediately. He's got the potential to, to start, obviously. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting that the, uh, you know, they lose the three starters at the wide receiver positions and they're going to pick up two guys out of the transfer portal who could, who could start this year. But uh, speed is his game. They they love having that speed guy, and and they obviously lost that with Jameson Williams last, uh, moving on in the NFL. Yeah, Kesselman, what six six, two hundred fifty pounds, two hundred sixty pound guy. It seems very athletic uh, at that tight end position. And um, you know, it, it, Jermaine Burton, uh, Jameer Gibbs. You look at those two, those two guys will make a tremendous impact on that offensive side of the football. Now you got speed at the wide receiver position as well with uh, Tyler. Harrell, who had uh, 18 receptions, 720 all-purpose yards uh, last year and six touchdowns for the Louisville Cardinals. So some really good gets. Hey, the 25 rule, we talked about this. I know it, it was talked about last week a little bit, but uh, kind of went by and not a lot, a lot of talk about it from just even really the national media that much. But uh, they said, look, you know, the limit's no longer 25, it's 85. So they're doing that in a, in a sense, I think, to adjust the portal to amount of players leaving saying, look, if you need to get the numbers back up to 85, we're going to allow you to do that. Talk about that. Yeah, that's the kind of the interesting thing that I want to see how it plays out because, um, you know, there's so many guys who are in the portal who just, they aren't going anywhere, and it's it's pretty obvious. Um, teams are kind of looking at, like, you know, do we want to bring in somebody for one or two years when we could bring in someone for four potentially? Uh, you're going to see some schools go about it in different ways and, and so forth, but it's yeah the the getting rid of the twenty five limit. Uh, I don't think it's going to really affect Alabama that much because Alabama pretty much brings in twenty five guys every year because they know they're going to lose some guys on the back end. And Saban's always kind of uh, planned it that way. He's he's never had it over. Um, so it's it's he's tried to maximize every single spot that he can. You're going to see a lot of other schools doing it hopefully and and you know get some more kids in um, you know under scholarship moving forward. And um, just the, how about the other guys coming in, uh, transfers? Who who do you think is going to make the biggest impact? Well, uh, Rick's obviously at uh, cornerback. I mean, he's an outstanding talent. If he can, you know, pin down that starting job, I mean, it's you put him and Kool-Aid on the, on the corners, very different team than the one that played in the national championship game with, you know, two starters out at, at corner. Chris, I, Chris, I've, I've heard from I've heard from scouts that Ricks is a potential top fifteen pick in the NFL draft. Are you hearing that same thing about his his sort of his ceiling of how good he can be? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's tall corner. He's real athletic. He's he's you know lengthy. He has, it's, he just needs to have a good year. If, if he has a good year, yeah, he's gonna, he definitely could go in the top half. I think in the first round, he's got that kind of potential. Uh, but you know, he's got to go through. Um, He's got to go through the process, you know. I hate to be cliche like that, but it's true. Um, another guy, Burton. Um, I, I think that's a, a huge get at wide receiver. He's he's already developing a nice relationship with with Bryce, and it, it just that's huge. Getting that continuity going, I think it, it, it's it's kind of obvious, and you saw it kind of on display in the spring. And 
And then, um, obviously, the running back out of Georgia Tech, uh, is the kid's a, the kid's a playmaker. He, he's just, he's going to fit in perfectly in the system. Chris, I wanted to ask you a question that Kelvin Sampson brought up, Houston basketball coach. Okay. He said one of the answers to the transfer portal, sit out a year. What are your thoughts? It, I'm sorry, what, what did he say one of the answers was? He said sit out if you want to transfer, sit out a year. <sighs> Been there, done that, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, that. I don't think that's going to – you can't I, I don't think it's time. very realistic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Um, it's an interesting idea. I mean, they got to do something to try to pump the brakes a little bit. But, uh, you know, like everything else, that's going to end up – that would end up a lawsuit – First time, first kid to have to sit out a year, and you know, I just don't think it's going to happen. Is there a limit, Jay? Do you know uh, to how many times you can go into the transfer portal? One, well, you can go in any time, but you can have one where you can go into it and out of it one one time without sitting out. After that, you have to to so get sit one out. one opportunity. One opportunity. That's right. Yeah. And uh, unless you get a waiver, like an and, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing I'll say is that during this time off, and I don't know how much you know about this, but and I was talking to Lars, we were talking about this at supper last night, that there's about a two- or three-week period here where there's not a lot going on. How much is, is Bryce and maybe some other players, are they out shooting commercials, doing things during this period of time where they, they can get some things done, like, forget, for instance, the Nissan Heisman House. They can have Bryce Young in the Nissan Heisman House commercial this year. You couldn't have that before. That's a good point. Um, I I would like to think that the coaches said something to the players of like, whatever you're going to do, you've got you've got May and June to do it, kind of thing, and get out of your system. You know, a lot of guys uh, went home for a little while too in May, so there were I'm sure there were some opportunities that came up there as well. Like you know, Bryce Young going back to California. I'm sure there were some very Perhaps. savvy people yeah. who uh, you know say, hey, why you're here. Um, so yeah, it. I, I'm sure there's talk of, you know, get it out of the way and do it now. But, uh, of course, it's all going to come up when it comes up. Almost $5 million combined, and on, uh, on3 has the NL evaluation for Bryce Young and Will Anderson. So uh, both those guys. Each? No, I think it's combined. Okay. Uh, $3.1 million for Bryce and $1.3 million for Will Anderson this year. Will Anderson did not pursue – NIL at all, I don't think, last year, really at all, did he? Did he? Um, I, I remember him talking about saying, I don't have any part of that. I'll deal with that at, at some other time. But he's now built his uh, reputation, name, and image and likeness up yeah. in a big-time way. I mean, honestly, if I was Will Anderson, I would contemplate not even playing this year. Because he, yeah, I mean, he, he, he need to shut you your mouth. He's, a, he's yeah. a top three pick. <laughs> and may, prob- maybe he's, number one he's overall. Do, man. do they make it public? I mean, a lot of people would like to know who they're endorsing. Yeah. You know, fans wouldn't wouldn't they like to go to Bojangles if they knew Sarah Ashley was representing them? Did yeah. I get the wrong one? That's right. It yeah. is Bojangles, yeah. right? Yeah. So a lot of is it, Chris. Is there a site? It's Lars, so, do you know? Is social, there a, me, social media and and really Jim Cavell is we got to get on yeah. with um, influencer. I mean, they've and actually they've written some great articles on. If you want to research NIL and what it's all about, what schools are doing it right, what all the the different um, uh, you know, we talk about the the, the what is. It? Keep talking about with the, with the universities they're putting together the uh, collectives, collect, yeah, collectives. Yeah. God, I couldn't think of it. 
collectives. Uh, all that's broken down pretty well, and it gives you the numbers uh, on influencers' uh, website. So okay. we're efforting to get Jim on, and, and as Lars and I know, Jim is very hard to tie down. <laughs> We actually need to time down. He uh, he's big timed us, Jay. Yeah, we, we got to time we were, down. We were there at the very beginning. At of the his very beginning, I was, him, him, I was him one of his first yeah. investors, but I can't get him in. Yeah, really. All right, uh, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Chris Walsh, BamaCentral.com joins us. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. The chance of scattered showers and a few strong thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine and not as humid, the high at 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in. And Adam Scheffner reporting. I see Josh got up there after playing nine teams or playing for nine teams over 17 NFL seasons. Ryan Fitzpatrick has told his former teammates in an incredible text message that he sent to them that he is retiring and is uh, a copy of that text via at Fred 22 Jackson, according to uh, Adam Scheffner. So he is now going to uh, become uh, – What's, what's, what's the Irish, Irish, the guy that fights all the time? Oh. Look alike. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> be a stunt Connor McGregor. Conor McGregor stunt double is oh. what he's going to be for the uh, movies coming out. He's an Ivy League. He didn't go to he's, Columbia. He's, he went he's to a, Harvard he's, or Yale. He's a Harvard man. Harvard man. And I think you can make the argument he's the best Harvard quarterback in the history of the NFL. I don't know. Uh a friend of mine has a son up there. No, of course, no. <laughs> no um, but what a career! What a career by Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, to be able to play quarterback in the league for seventeen years, and and I know his teammates just love him because he's so funny, clever, smart. One of the guys. There's a picture up on Bama Central where he's 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 got the chains on, and, yes. and um, yeah, he's just uh, you know always he's got that big beard and. And, uh, you know, he wasn't gifted with the greatest arm in the world, but it's it's smarts, Jay. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've been able to analyze his game over the years. He played for the Bengals for one season, and he did a, a terrific job. And he was just a perfect number two quarterback. Dependable. Yeah. Dependable. Could come in. Could well, he process. started for the Bills for he a did. few yeah. years yeah. and got him the playoff when mm-hmm. Chan Gailey was their head That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he had some success, but if he's so smart, why do you wear a beard in Miami? This <laughs> is look. Wow, it's just look now. I mean, that's that, that thing's got a got a smell after practice. Oh, I gotta think they're birds of nesting. Own. It's like Peter Peter Griffin. They're birds nesting up in there. It's a big, thick beard. <laughs> What's so funny? I was thinking about going there, and it, it, the hotter I got in the studio, I was really? like, I'm, I'm, I shaved this yesterday. I'm like, forget it. Never mind. Not gonna go. I was looking, I mean, getting it real thick, but um, yeah, I don't know if I can go that thick. I will one day, Chris. Once, uh, I, get, once it, I get my white tattoos, Chris. In your time of covering the NFL, did you ever uh, cross paths with Ryan Fitzpatrick? 
I don't think I had. I think uh, maybe barely. I, I've, I've been covering Alabama now since um, 2004. Yeah. So um, yeah. I know he's, he's old-time, but not that old-time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what a terrific career. And, um, man, to be able to leave. How much I need to look up how much money he, he made. Uh, I, I would say north of $50 million. Oh, yeah. I would say, I would say yeah. It's Definitely probably not. closer to 70. Um, I sure hope so. I mean, he's one of those guys you all always pulled for. Mm-hmm. And wasn't he there when Tua was trying to make his adjustment to the NFL, too? Yeah, so he was. Yeah. Perhaps he contributed in that way as well. All right, uh, more to come on, on the other side. And again, Bama He's Central. made 80, 82 mil. Wow, 82 mil. 82 mil, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he's a Harvard grad, well, so I imagine he squandered it all away. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, after taxes. Hey, the market has been uh, going down, so. All right, uh, we'll continue on the other side. Hour number two is coming up next. Again, BamaCentral.com. Check it out. Uh, Chris Walsh with us each and every Thursday. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. I'm Jay Barker. We'll be back. Hour number two next. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. A great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. You'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. thing I think we can do is, you know, continue to try to have the best program with the best support to create the most value in personal development, academic support, uh, academic success with players, uh, players' ability to, you know, develop in our program so that they can create value for their future as football players. You know, there's a stat out there um, that our players since 2010 have made $1.7 billion playing in the NFL. So they created that value in developing. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of other players have made a lot of money playing, developing in a lot of other programs. So it's not singular to ours. But um, so to get players to focus on that um, and not just on uh, where they can go and um, how much they can make, but you know, the issue of the transfer portal and name, image, and likeness creates even a huger dynamic um, in terms of, you know, players says, well, I'm just going to transfer a portal and see if I can get more someplace else. Um, so, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying that's the road that we're going down because none of the players have really any contractual obligation at all to stay at a school. So uh, we have to do the best we can to have the best possible program for them to have success in terms of personal development, academic support, career development, and, you know, development as football players. And uh, hopefully there's people who see value uh, and what they can create in the future, not just in maybe what they can make now. Not that I'm opposed at all to players making what they can make, you know, right now. But I do think you have to have some kind of way to create a national competitive balance. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two as we continue live from AVX. And uh, also, don't forget, presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out the Top Golf. USFL games going on this weekend. I think uh, what the Stallions played out at Legion Field this weekend. Is that right? And uh, so you get that and so much more. But uh, Top Golf right there for your pregame, postgame, tailgating, and a lot of big crowds. I've been down there on Saturdays right before the games and pretty amazing. Uh, as many people that are out there playing at Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street, Oxford Anderson. Go see Tony Russell, all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, Lars, more comments from Nick Saban. Yes. Yes. We were talking about huger. <laughs> right, yeah, I, I've never heard Nick Saban use the word huger. Uh, Is it grammatical? You're, you're the linguist. I'm not, a gra- I'm not a grammarian. I mean, I, 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 I have a copy editor. That sounds like something me. on the ground. It's like a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't get over this Ryan Fitzpatrick thing, right? Uh, he just, uh, we were just talking about him, uh, at the, uh, at last hour that Ryan Fitzpatrick, after 17 years, announced his retirement from the NFL. And, uh, he was a seventh round draft pick. And I want to give you guys a, a list of the top earning seventh round draft picks in NFL history. Number one, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 82 million. 82 million. Mm-hmm. 
Number two, Matt Castle. Remember him? Quarterback out of USC. Yeah. Uh, got, he played uh, for the Patriots yep. and then got that. He had a good season and then got that big deal with the Chiefs and kind of flamed out. Matt Castle's number two at $65 million. Number three, another Patriot. No, I'm sorry. Trent Brown, $48 million. Trent Brown. I remember Trent Green. Yeah. Colors because okay. he right, played no, for the Rams. Number so. four. Uh, Cortland Finnegan, cornerback, uh, $46.3 He's from Sanford. Well, he did pretty well for himself. And then uh, number five, another Patriot, uh, Julian Edelman, $46 million. Pretty interesting. And right. then uh, just the, the, as – and this is as of last year. The, the This is just the quarterbacks, uh, top career earnings, not surprised not – su- no surprise here. Tom Brady, $302 million. And then this is kind of a surprise. Number two, Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. two sixty-seven, two hundred sixty-seven million in career earnings. How do you guys think Matt Ryan is going to do with the Colts? I think he's a very, very, very good quarterback. I, I don't need yeah. to be an, analyzing quarterbacks, Jay, <laughs> but I always thought. I mean, he got him the Super Bowl one year, right? And yeah, they, they had just, the, the, the big they just, you know, Then their their, their coordinators. Yeah. Went out drinking at the varsity or whatever. It was, <laughs> it was, it was nuts. Um, but uh, you break him down. I think he's right now. I'd take him. Yeah, and the Colts have a good defense. A good, really, yeah. they have the best running back in the game. I think in Jonathan Taylor. Everybody you talk to talks about his game and says, "Look, you know, he, he does a great job processing information." Uh, I talked to John Parker about him one time. Talked about what a great guy he is, great leader in in, uh, in the locker room on the field. My only drawback to him is that he doesn't seem to be able to deliver in the big moments. That's what separates the great from the good. Mm-hmm. And you can be really good. Drew Bledsoe was a really good quarterback. And I would say somewhat great of a quarterback because I spent time with him, but he was not the competitor he needed to be to get the guys on his team to believe that when it's fourth and nine, fourth and three, that he would get it done. They, they didn't have that belief in him. And and I don't mean that in a negative way. It was just he didn't have that competitiveness in him in practice, in the weight room, running sprints, and certain guys have that it factor. And he he didn't have it. I don't I don't know if Matt Ryan has it yet. Not to say he can't get it, and not to say that maybe it was the people around him. So maybe the Colts are going to be a better atmosphere for him. But huger is a word. I found that out. <laughs> okay, uh, it's comparative. adjective. It's don't just, challenge Nick Saban it, on it, anything. Extremely large, can, enormous. It's a huge area. Sneak an LSU you know. student in to correct but, him. Uh, it says, uh, is huger a valid scramble word? Huger is a valid scramble word. So don't question that's, that's, the, hey, There it is. All right, Matt. Uh, Matt's yeah. going to go off on a little rant here. Okay. okay. Uh, Jonathan, if you can just play a quick segment of the Saban quote that you ran at the top of the hour. I want to try and make a point here in my little radio world. Why in the world this is the most successful, both on the field and certainly on television financially. Now, I'm talking, I want you to put the clip you just ran on from Nick Saban. Just replay a little bit of it. Anytime, Anytime you get it, Fire away. My my point is, do these things in terms of helping players develop. That's that's enough. Okay. First of all, all right. Why in the world are we hearing somebody typing? 
Why doesn't he have an ambient mic yeah. where you're hearing Nick only? Yeah. For goodness sakes, this is the SEC coaches. Mm-hmm. They can't get the freaking audio right. And even if you don't hear the clicking, you hear somebody bump the microphones. Yeah. Is this just coming from his own personal computer? Because I know they have to have audio soundboards to where you just go they plug do. in yeah. and get it. And, now, maybe and, and we're also, not getting that, and there's a cleaner feed. Yeah. But for goodness sakes, it sounds like he's talking over here. <laughs> the other thing. There's, there's my race. That, well, really, that really bothers you. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, and my thing, too, is the clicking. It reminds me of like when you're at an airport. You're like, do you have a flight? And they're like, they just oh. get there and click <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Or at a hotel. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, you really have to click that many times to get to whatever. And um, now you have a, a thing that you just hit, and it records. And as he speaks, it types it out for you. And so we, we've used, you've used it for many times. Otter. Book. Otter. That's it. So there's other apps that are out there as well. I'm not sure why that happens. But, okay, real quick. They might be. It Thanks, might be, guys. It might be you know reporters. How, how much better I feel. It might be reporters <laughs> uh, just tweeting. Yes. Tweeting really fast. Exactly. You know, you want to be the first one. And I'm not sure why our big screen is not showing it right now up on here. But I want y'all to, you guys to see this. So I'm, I'm going to wait till I get that up and going. But he just ran a great graphic. Of the NFL guys and uh, Josh, if you want to run that graphic again, you guys might can kind of slip over to see that the amount of money made, who made it, and kind of a progression over the years. If you don't mind running that screen one more time, I know this is not good radio, but this is fantastic if you're watching us on Bam Insider. All right, here we go. This is back in, uh, I'm not sure what year, but this is Tory Aikman's making the most, and then there's Drew Bledsoe making the most. So it's going to go through all this. 2002, thank you. He's showing me with his little finger down there. Yeah. <laughs> And it keeps going. There you go. Oh, wow. So there, Peyton Manning jumps up. Drew Bledsoe, Brett Favre. Drew Bledsoe over $80 million at that time, right at $80 million. Michael Strahan. Yeah. Steve McNair. 76 mil. Mm-hmm. Climbing the ladder. Look at Randy Moss, $71 million. Look who's up there, though, Peyton. Look how look how fast Peyton's running. <laughs> I mean, he is 160, 70, 80. Julius Peppers, Donovan McNabb. Look at that. Tom Brady's at 120, 133, and he's already over $200 million. Look at that, 223 to 146. And look, Eli's right behind. Now here's the two Mannings. They're in front. So you got 248, 732, and 218, 1924. Yeah. Do you think Eli. Here comes Drew Brees. Drew Brees passed Tom Brady. Yeah, Drew Brees. It's like a video game. It's unbelievable. For for a while, Drew Brees was the highest paid player in NFL history. Um, Do you guys think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer? Two Super Bowl wins? Yep. I do too. Yep. Um, yeah, but going back to contracts, uh, the uh, third highest paid quarterback in NFL history, Aaron Rodgers, 263, $263 million. Four is Matt Stafford at $239 million. Russell Wilson, five at 181 Number six, Joe Flacco, $171 million. And that was He was in a contract year, and he wins the Super Bowl. And Baltimore just had to throw so much money at him. The seventh highest paid quarterback in NFL history is Kirk Cousins. Is it really? $161 million. Good for him. Number eight. Good age. his age. I, I yeah. bet his age is sexy. Number, number eight. Wexler. The, the eighth highest paid quarterback <laughs> in NFL history, Ryan Tannehill. Wow. The former wide receiver at Texas A&M, 139 million. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. He has exceeded my expectations. I really then, didn't expect him to start and be mm-hmm. this good. Yeah, 
uh, as long as he has. So I, I want to publicly yeah. apologize to him. Andy Dalton, <laughs> the 15th highest paid quarterback in NFL history is Andy Dalton. Wow. And he's never won a playoff game. $96 million. Andy Dalton has made $96 million. Is he still on a Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, he signs. What was that? Saints. Saints. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Thank yeah, you, he, Alex he, Bauman. He, he's going to back up uh, Jameis. Yeah, he'll be good there. He'll be good. He'll, he'll be in the league for another five years. I would love to see the complete number right now that Saban has put into the NFL, like the number, how much money from his time at Michigan State all the way through, like when it really started counting, like what's the amount of money that guys have made that he's coached? I mean, it's got to be billion, a billion. or I mean, it's got to be over a billion dollars, right? Well, since at, since uh, he was at Alabama, uh, the players and since two thousand seven, since two thousand seven, Alabama players have made one point seven billion. One point seven billion. Josh throws it right up there. He knows right where to go. Nick Saban hit on the ultimate Alabama recruiting pitch on Tuesday. Somebody gave me a stat that our players have made one point seven billion playing in the NFL since two thousand seven. I also know that they didn't play, didn't all play early, but developed in time. So, uh, God, almost two billion dollars. If he gets one percent of that, he's not nearly making what he's making now. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But still, it's a lot of money. Do think about this, Jay. Since you and I were on the same page with the agents, yeah. What are the agents getting out of that? Uh, What do you get? Three or four percent? Is it more than that? No, four percent was it? Now they've kind of gone to like two percent to four percent, but then they make off the marketing. They can make anywhere from ten to twenty percent or more because they set it up. Who they do you, set it up? Right. Man. Of all those players that Saban has put in the NFL, um, who do you think has made the most? Julio, Deontay Hightower. Ding ding ding. Well, I'd say Julio based on not just contracts but his dealerships. Well, no, just, just based on contracts. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he, he's, he's he's north of a hundred and. This is uh, he's north of basically 130 million. Mm. Wow! And um, but the, hey, we've talked about this a lot. I think we're all in agreement. I know Jay and I are that the most important player of the Saban era is Julio, Julio Jones, Jones. Okay. no doubt. Um, because he was the one who he was committed to go to uh, Oklahoma and uh, and play with uh, God, who's the quarterback then Jay at Oklahoma. Went to win that. Went on to win the Heisman. Yeah, I think. Um, Thomas Lott. Yeah, Thomas Lott. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Thomas Lott last night for some reason. Um, but anyway, Patrick no. Thing. But but Nick Saban flipped yeah. him. Uh, he but, went. He went down. He went down to uh, the Fo- White. Foley. Um, was it Jason White? No, it was uh, Sam. Uh, number one overall, Bradford. Bradford. Sam Bradford. Bradford. Yeah. yeah, Bradford. Yeah. So he was going to go play with Sam Bradford and. Uh, Saban went down to Foley and uh, sat in the living room. And I've written about this a hundred times. Sat in the living room and said, "You know, to Julio said, you know you're good. I know you're good. Come play for your in-state team, but we're going to win with or without you. We want you, but, you know, uh, he, he, doesn't, he didn't necessarily massage his ego. Right, he just projected. Every player says he just, that about he, him. He just yeah. projects yeah. confidence. He doesn't guarantee starters. No, he, he, it, he, it's just it's just this projection of confidence, and also the fact that he has a clear plan for every player, a plan for the program. Uh, as we all know, every minute, basically of every day, is scripted out, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's there aren't any r- real surprises. And yeah, 
getting Julio, uh, it's it, it really changed everything. It did. Is there a way to look up? And I'm, I'm sure there is because I see it on Google all the time or Yahoo. His net worth. What's Saban's net worth? I want to. We're going to do that first. We're going to guess, and then we're going to give you the answer after the break. All right, stay with us. We're live from AVX Jay Barker Show. We'll be back. Hour number two continues. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon, the chance of scattered showers and a few strong thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. Tonight's low, 67. And for tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine and not as humid, the high at 85. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Nate Saban's network. Uh, I've stepped into the student section, <laughs> the University right. of Alabama, in the fourth quarter. Oh, and it's great. In, in the fourth quarter. Doom, boom, boom, yeah. What's boom. it like in the student section at Alabama in the fourth quarter? Well, uh, the tight game. Oh, the tight game. Well, how would I know? I was there when Bryant A tight game, they're there. Oh, uh, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, being at Legion Field at the Tennessee game in the 70s, um, and, and in the student section, which I, when I was a, a student there, was some kind of fantastic. I mean, and we were into it. We had all the chants and the songs. None of them were dirty except we did say hell in the Rammer Jammer, which they took away. But, yeah, um, we'll go afterwards and grab lunch, Lars, and I'll tell you some stories that you probably won't believe that happened in the student section. University of Alabama game. Anyway, all right, went into the break. We're talking about Nick Saban. We're talking about value. First of all, quarterbacks. Then we focused in on Alabama players and how much they've made in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I ask everybody, and and Alex, I want you in on this too, Um, how much, you know, have they have those net worth things? Because I've actually looked up yours, Jay. Quite impressive. (laughs) Jay Barker's net worth. What is it, about $20? (laughs) Matt Coulter's net worth. (laughs) To C zero and below, um, C zero uh, and below. Uh, oh, now here's what it says: it "says see my ex wife." <laughs> hey. uh, oh my goodness! I love it. I love it. Right, Alex, at, least, at least you don't have two. Uh, 
I got you beat on that one, buddy. Uh, and you know what? You always will. Uh, all right. I how hope much, so, what do you, for how your much sake. do you think Nick Saban's for? Two hundred million. Okay. Jay? Well, he's worth a billion. <laughs> oh. So the University of Alabama? Right. It, it, literally. Yeah. He may be worth two billion. Yeah. His net worth is probably eighty million. I would say two hundred and fifty million. Well, I've looked it up. What, what is, would have been your guess? Now you can't cheat. My, no, no, my no. guess would have been one hundred and fifty million. Okay, so who wins? Jay. What is according real? according to celebritynetworth.com, dot com? Uh, sixty million. Yeah, you would have thought. I, I would thought it'd be more than that. I think I went a little over the top. Maybe Alex <laughs> did too, but. Well, we're just talking Tom Brady numbers here, right? We were just talking about how he's made three hundred and two million. Sixty? Let me just the, the Google stuff's not right. That can't be right. It's, it's got to be. Right. Right. It has to be more than that. It is. But, uh, Even just net, based on the assets he has in dealerships. Actually, this comes. This comes from my buddy. His Mike. Houses are like yeah. worth ten. This comes right. from the my, one in this comes, right. the one in Georgia. Is yeah. from what I understand. Well, this comes from my buddy Mike Florio. Pro football talk. For those that don't know, I will just very, very quickly note that this here it is, is right here. He's got it right there. Sixty million. Yeah. Ah. I'm yearly income. I'm a little curious. Is not five million, or it's five million plus. Yeah. Um, I'm curious as to the accuracy of that. I agree. I think uh, nobody's done a deep dive on yeah houses, car dealerships. Uh, 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 Black commercials. I mean, there's got to be a lot more. No kidding. I would much rather be a lawyer, like lower on Google. You much rather be a lawyer? Be a lawyer, <laughs> lower on Google than to be. I'd much rather people think it's lower than yeah. it's higher. So I'm sure he likes this. Yeah. Well, you know, he's got somebody pretty good with the old investments, mm-hmm. and he's made. He's making. All right, just, just do this. Million. All right, just do this. Yeah. What's five times fifteen? That's 60. Yeah. That, no, it's 75. 75. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if he just kept all the money he'd gotten, I'm going to roughly say he was making five a year. Yeah. He, he's made more. Taxes. Yeah. yeah. But that alone yeah. is 75 million. Yeah. That's a bunch of Bologna. Yeah. He's 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 probably over 100 million. I would think so. Yep. Anyway. I wonder what you would consider his worth, his value to Alabama. Mercedes-Benz is worth 58.2 billion. And he the company. A piece of that. Exactly. Two of those. Which a lot of people don't realize he has the Nashville one. In Air, it's called Airport. Um, Mercedes, Mercedes Airport. Airport Right there beside the airport. Okay. Which makes gotcha. sense why okay. the name of the yeah. airport. Yeah. Well, I'm still trying to figure out why Med Center Mazda is in Pelham. <laughs> you ever notice that? Yeah, exactly. It's because they yeah. branded themselves they branded to the, the point name. where they wanted to. And I yeah. used to do a lot of work. I love Med Center Mazda. Those people are great. Uh, but... Um. Anyway, I doubt that that's. Yeah, true. I mean, he's he's made over a hundred million in the course of his career, easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I would say um, his value to the university is well over a hundred million. Let me say, the Google net worths are not. I mean, you, you you really can't buy. I mean, it's it's some some are way low, some are way high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just, and I know which you, ones are way high. You just, you just look at the <laughs> you look at the explosion of uh, uh, of the student body 
uh, in terms of growth and how the um, uh, the typical student now comes from out of state, so it's out of state tuition, and uh, it's just uh, it's amazing. And I mean, I know firsthand, and in, in, this is anecdotal, I guess, evidence. But when I talk to students from New Jersey, Chicago, California, Florida, why did you come to Alabama? It's because of this culture of winning. And uh, I mean, and academics, of course, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it, 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 it I think it warrants a deeper dive. It warrants like a whole book of, of what Nick Saban has meant to the, the University of Alabama and what then a good head coach can do for a school in terms of its overall financial health. Mm-hmm. Pardon me for not remembering who the president's name was when they did the 60 Minutes segment on Nick Saban. But he said Nick Saban is the best yeah. investment the University of Alabama Dr. has Witt. ever made. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, Dr. Weary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can certainly make the argument that he's underpaid. Yeah. I think, yeah, actually, I mean, you he, know, he is underpaid. Mm-hmm. You know, the return on the investment there is absolutely huge. I mean... And I hope he coaches and... Coaches and coaches and coaches. Yeah, me too. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to come on this and some other SEC meeting notes and uh, some other headlines from that as far as some of the audio and some other news around the Crimson Tide, SEC, and uh, also some NFL news for you as well. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood. And now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. We had a great dinner last night out at Anvil, which uh, we're giving a free publicity right now out at Lee Branch. But um, a really great time. Uh, Brittany Wagner out with us from Last Chance U. Dr. Chris Schaefer with us as well, who's going to be sponsoring WOW Women on Wednesdays. And uh, Brittany will be doing a lot of stuff with them. Also, Republic, um, uh, Battle Republic will be a part of that as well on our WOW Wednesdays. But um, talking about women's sports, again, Montana Fouts, All-American, uh, second team, third time that's happened. Uh, according to a, a official press release, Fouts, the 10th player, and Alabama history to receive at least three All-American accolades. Uh, in 190 innings pitched this past season, Fouts gave up 135 hits, 57 earned runs, 53 walks, 275 strikeouts, 10 home runs, a 24-8 and record with three saves, and a 2.10 earned run average. Congratulations to Montana Fouts, one of the great names in all of college. True. Sports. Yeah. You know, Brittany was talking some smack last night about being so good at foosball. And Jay, you put a beat down on her. Oh, y'all. You did not, oh. you did not ease, go easy on her. I even her. gave her some points. <laughs> it was even like flicking them back in. That like, probably yeah. angered her even more. And then Jay and I, we split. And uh, then we decided not to play a third. Uh, How can you, you do that? <laughs> no, I he, mean, I can't. No, Lars goes, it's a tie. And I need to leave now. Yeah, time to, time to go home. <laughs> okay. I had enough. I got it. So, you guys, uh, the NBA Finals start tonight. 
uh, Golden State uh, against Boston. And I think most observers agree that these really are the two best teams remaining uh, in, in, in the league. Like It's not a fluke that they're here. And I think if, if you looked at it objectively, you'd say Golden State has got to be the favorite. But 538, their forecasting model favors the Celtics to win. Uh, Boston is also the only NBA team with a winning record against the Warriors uh, since Steve Kerr took over as Golden State's head coach in, in 2014. And the last time these two teams played, which is in mid-March, uh, the Celtics uh, blew out the Warriors by 22. At Golden State. At Golden State, yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, it kind of feels like this could be a, a last hurrah for this incarnation of Golden State because Steph Curry is 34. He's not slowing down at all. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, Draymond Green and uh, is 32. And um, But I, I, I like Golden State. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough series. Uh, Clay Thompson's also 32. It's going to be a tough series. Uh, because Boston is so physical mm-hmm. and uh, they're 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 so long, uh, they're going to be able to sort of dominate inside. But uh, gosh, I, you always got to go with the shooters and with with Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, who's been a breakout uh, player this year for Golden State. Uh, he was drafted back in 2019. And uh, Jordan Poole is just a phenomenal player. It was just in the developmental league, what, last year or two years ago. And also Andrew Wiggins has revived his career, former number one overall pick. Um, he's he's playing really, really well. And I, I just think, uh, I think Golden State has too much firepower. Uh, but I do think this is going to go seven. Um, Alex, your, your, your thoughts. You follow the NBA very closely. Your, your thoughts on this series. Uh, I think Golden State Warriors have tons more depth than the uh, Celtics. Celtics are probably about an uh, eight-player eight deep team. So I think the Warriors are probably going to run them out of the gym. Yeah. and We should bring Therese up because Therese just walked in. Therese Green. Jump up to a mic. Uh, when is when he's here. Mike's here? Here, grab, grab Matt. I think we only got four that will go hot. Because Therese, Therese is a basketball guy. Who do you like? And, and Therese, again, I am crowned. Um, and his whole uh, clothing company we talked about, I am crowned clothing and uh, I am crowned dot shop. Uh, forward slash, but uh, great to have you back in studio with us. And uh, who do you like in this series coming up? I like the Celtics. Uh, I think they um, just the way they play, yeah. defensive uh, prowess of the whole whole entire team. Although uh, you know Steph, Clay, those guys, they have uh, a lot of experience playing together. This team has some experience playing together too, because about five years ago they made it to the conference finals against. You know LeBron, yeah, and they were like I think nineteen or twenty at that time. But my pick would probably go um, with the Celtics just because how they were able to garner up KD. Same thing with Giannis and kept kept them below their shooting mm-hmm. percentages. Bigger, taller guys. This, so, yeah. this Celtics team's battle tested. You're right. They I mean, are be, yep. beating uh, uh, Milwaukee uh, and then uh, coming back and, and beating uh, Miami in seven games. And, yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, nice one-two punch there, uh, good scores. I think a key for Boston is Tatum. You know, he, he, he did not – I know he was named the uh, series MVP uh, against uh, Miami in the Eastern Conference Who Finals. Who guys said to bet on that? Yeah. He said pick Tatum as your MVP. Yeah. Remember that? But Yes, yeah. But he – 
he didn't play that well to me. He he he, he turned the ball over quite a bit. Uh, he never got the three point uh, stroke going. But yeah, um, yeah Tatum's going to be the key. Yeah, with him, he's a volume scorer, so you got to take his impact over the, the actual stats. So, for instance, if he has an off-night shooting percentage-wise, it depends on when those actual buckets come Mm -hmm. in critical situations. So I think they have the advantage in being able to score in one-on-one situations versus Golden State. So I give the edge to Boston. I think, you know, if if you were sitting there as a Golden State player, the one team out of the East that you didn't want to face was Boston because they are so physical. And this, the, the matchups aren't that great for him. I mean, you know, uh, Draymond Green, you know, is he, future Hall of Famer, but he's he's their best defender, and he's six foot seven. And and Boston has all the he can throw to you know guy after guy is six eleven seven you know right in there. Chris Walsh uh, is back with us. Chris, uh, have you have you followed the NBA much this year? And uh, what, what's your assessment of the, this finals? I, you know, I gotta say, I'm sorry, I really haven't watched that much, but it, it I've been kind of, as it, it, we get closer to the He's final, the Bama guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, no, there's a pro basketball league. Um, no, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm pulling for the, I'm going to, I'm pulling for the fellas. I, I, but I'm, I'm very big on, uh, you're the team to beat until proven otherwise. And with the talent that the Warriors have. Um, I really, I, I, I just think that they just got a little. If they're playing well and everybody's healthy, they just got a little too much. Yeah, and uh, Marcus Smart, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, first guard to win it in several years for for Boston. You know, he's just going to harass Steph. I mean, and they're just mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna beat they're gonna beat those guys up, yeah. and uh, and it's just it's it's not a great matchup, as I said for for the Warriors, but they're just loaded, and uh, the Celtics, you know, they're a little banged up still. Uh, Marcus Smart's got a, a little injury, and uh, also Robert Williams, who was very ineffective in Game Seven, uh, he's been dealing with injuries, so we'll see. All right, so. We brought this up earlier. I want to get your take. What do you think Nick Saban's net worth is? Did you actually find it? No, I'm just asking Chris. Uh, like we, we, you, we, you found, found, well, we, yeah, we found a little accurate sorry. guess, but inaccurate. What do you uh, think it is? At least $20. Uh, I <laughs> That's what Jay's net worth is. Um, he has no, already no, claimed that. 1999. Okay. <laughs> I, I, what do you think? I have, just guess. Yeah, I... Three hundred million. No, it's got to be one. I said two fifty. Yeah, I said eighty. That Google said sixty. It's got to be more than. And it's so much more than sixty. Yeah, I mean, just the two dealerships he's got is that. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I don't uh, don't trust Google. It's it's either really high or really low (laughs) for a lot of people. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. uh, <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. I got We're a couple. Gonna... I got a couple of stats for Lars coming back on the NBA Finals. All, All right. right, we'll do it. Throw them at me. Thanks to Tree Screen coming in, and uh, I am crowned and uh, great clothing company that you can check out. We put up a lot of videos for them on our Bama Insider as well. But we'll tell you more about them as well on the other side. Coming up uh, next, uh, we'll wrap up hour number two. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. The chance of scattered showers and a few strong thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. Tonight's low, 67. And for tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine and not as humid. The high at 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. All right, welcome back in as we uh, wrap up hour number two. And again, thanks to Tree Screen dropping by. And uh, I am crowned clothing, and we're showing up some of the videos of that on Bama Insider. Great hats. And you talked about your blue hat. You, uh, you yeah, like, there's a big, hat now, dark huh? baby blue one that he gave yeah. me that is absolutely top of my list now. The uh, SEC is considering a change to transfer rules this week at his annual spring meetings in Destin, Florida, that would allow players to greater freedom to move to another school within the conference. The change, which was proposed by... The University Saban. of Alabama yeah, I saw this. would push the SEC's interconference transfer deadline for fall sport athletes from February 1st to May 1st. Right. I don't, would, I don't uh, like it. That would align it with the NCAA's deadline to enter the transfer portal and still remain eligibility uh, or, or maintain eligibility to play for the upcoming season. So uh, this is something that um, a, lot of, a lot of coaches, administrators have been thinking about. Chris, I'll go to you down at BamaCentral.com in Tuscaloosa. Kind of your thoughts on this and the proposal of what they're looking at and uh, trying to make this change. I think uh, somehow figuring out a better better windows for, for things in general would be a great idea. And this is from a – I'm going to start with a very, very selfish point of view. If we get one more guy announcing some major thing on a holiday or a Sunday, I swear to God, we're just going to start going off on these guys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because it's uh, it's it's been driving us nuts all year long, um, th- to be honest. And I know it's got to be exhausting for the fans as well. But uh, you know they don't care about journalism and, and possibly having a, a night off or anything either. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's got to be some some, uh, some windows. You don't sound just in general. Like me yeah. on the audio. Well, I don't like it because the player, uh, under the proposal, uh, the players can go through spring practice and then uh, they'll get, uh, they'll see where they are in the depth chart, I guess, and then make a decision as opposed to leaving uh, in having the deadline now in, in February. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I see the. Well, I, I see the rationale like behind it, it for Saban because it gives them greater roster uh, flexibility, roster well, for, management. Well, for every coach, it does. I mean, and and also gives the kid a chance to see, okay, what other guys are looking to move out, and, and not to say that they can't go in the transfer portal, but give them up to May first instead of the February first deadline. So you may have guys that said, "Look, I want to go and move now, get there, and then if they move, then the guy goes, hey, I want to stay around. I'm just going to wait and see what happens.'" And you know, what I'm saying? I, mean, I, th- I think it's just going to encourage more transfer, more more entries. It certainly allows the, them more time. It's going to encourage more players to get in the transfer portal. It might, and yeah. uh, and I, I, I'm against that. It's too, and we've talked about it. it's just you're quitting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't get a start, so I'm I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, I got two quick trains of thought on this. And, and first of all, uh, is it um, one small move in hopefully what will be many in order to harness this 
or is it putting a Band-Aid on a flesh wound? Band-Aid I mean, on a flesh yeah. wound. Just a, a, okay, big deal. Move it three months. Yeah, who, I, yeah, I, I know. You know who cares really about not... that? We need to work on some other issues first. There are much bigger issues. Yeah, and, and, and Chris, uh, let me ask you this. Just coming out of the SEC meetings, what – other than the obvious, what we've been talking about, transfer portal, NIL, let's take those off the table. What are the other big issues uh, facing the SEC right now? Is it Oklahoma and Texas coming in? Is it do you play eight conference games or nine? Uh, do you go to a pod system? I mean, what what in your estimation, what what is uh, you know one or two of the big ones? Yeah, that's 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 a big one. In fact, that was kind of the the overriding, if you will, arc of, of the spring meetings, there really wasn't a whole lot done. It was, there was a lot of discussion, and I think there's a lot of we need to be ready for what's coming kind of thing, but um, I, you know, usually they make some announcements at the end of the week. We've, we approve this, we're going to do this, and, and you're going to see some changes, but, um, but there wasn't that big, okay, this is the, the thing that everyone's kind of jumping onto, and and the the uh, a looming change. So, yeah, I, we just actually um, uh, posted something on Bama Central about scheduling. You know, they're looking at two um, possibilities: a nine nine week schedule, an eight week sc- conference schedule. With the eight, there's one permanent all- opponent, and with the uh, the nine week, there's three. Uh, there are going to be some rivalries that are going to be no longer playing every year, no, uh, regardless of, of what they do, I think. So uh, people need to start getting used to that idea. And you know, I got to really wonder, if, uh, depending which way they go, um, to Tennessee. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee and Alabama don't play every year anymore, I, I just regardless of what they do. And, and a lot of people are going to be really well, upset by that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I would be Definitely. one. I would be one, too. Yeah, no doubt. I, I tell you, I think as you watch the entire process go through, and, and, and I like Greg Sankey. I don't know if this would have ever happened under Mike Slive or other, other commissioners. Um, I, I think it's a new day and time. He actually had a quote I just saw earlier that said, you know, something about things can't stay the same or whatever else. But um, TV is in control. TV is in control. The money. Golden State is favored by three and a half. Are they Quickly, really? round the table, who are you taking? Oh, Golden State all day long. Alex. Celtics. Golden State. Yeah. yeah, game one's going to be Golden State. Game, game one is. 87% of one particular book in Vegas says that are all betting on the Warriors. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Philosophy in life is when everybody zigs, you zag. Yep. But I'm zigging with everybody tonight. <laughs> okay. Tonight. I think that's for the series. I should correct that. All right. Uh, have a great uh, Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow for the Friday edition. Thanks to Josh, Jonathan, Joe, all the guys there at Tide 100.9 FM. Josh Smith, our producer. Matt Colton, Lars Anderson. Also, thanks to BamaCentral.com's Chris Walsh. Joins us every Thursday. Have a great day. Hi, this is Wes McClure.